Red Dog, is that you using a scrolly wheel? Yep. It's real loud. Has your, oh, has your mouse got a ball on it as well? No, it's a, it's a whatever one. Freddy Red. Looks like a scanner at a supermarket. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, no, nah, it's a Microsoft unit, I think. Microsoft, eh? Yeah. Unit. Yeah. Not, not a Logitech? No, nah, it's not a Logitech. No. Nah. Or a um, Belkin. It's not a Belkin either. Oh, uh, yeah, Belkin. Belkin nah. makes some good mouse. It's ma- mice. Nah. Are, are, are they still mice? OTB podcast, New Zealand's original and still the best mountain bike podcast. Before we get too far into things, I've got to say a special thank you to TroyLeadesigns.co.nz. Don't forget you can save on their website by using the code OTB podcast at checkout. Also to the team at Smith Optics, we've got a giveaway later in the episode, so don't forget to keep your ears peeled for that one. Good week giveaway this week. And also to filthy.net.nz, filthy bike wash. Best stuff in the game, made in New Zealand, biodegradable, ready to go. Use the code OTB15 at checkout for a 15% discount there too. It's been a bit of a hiatus, but we're back. We're uh, we're back here for your listening pleasure. We've brought you a fantastic episode today. Who doesn't love team rumours at this time of year? Although we're kind of a little bit late to it. So there's a few have been announced, but that's fine. There's still some stuff out there to talk about. And let's... Um, Let's get into it and discuss what we know and maybe even some completely made up um, unfactual information too. Because let's face it, we don't know shit about fuck. So <laughs> it's, not, it's not wrong though. It's but, a good Ozark uh, reference. It is. Great show. Uh, Red Dog, we're back. Welcome back. Yeah, great to be back. Happy New Year, guys, to you and uh, to yours as well. Gary, not our first yeah, podcast this year. Um, now we've got one in the bank. It'll be a little bit later down the track, but man, that was a good one to start with, wasn't it? Much better than uh, the other guy on the line right now, but um, can we give any teasers out? Um, nah. Is that what that sounds like? <laughs> Something like that? <laughs> the sheep? Did we the interview sheep. the sheep? It's the sheep. We interviewed the lamb. Yeah, uh, I was going for obviously a different kind of four-legged reference. Um, yeah, now we, I mean, we put we put some teasers out there on Instagram, but we do have to sit on this one for a little bit longer. But eventually, we'll have uh, what I think was quite a fantastic interview and one that definitely covered a lot more twenty-six inch 
um, topics than any of the other podcasts did with said uh, person. So keep your ears peeled for that one. Uh, but also, back with us, Chris Vandekoek, our regular uh, co-host. How are you, buddy? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Um, I've had a lovely summer, and I um, I can now lay claim to be uh, to have the honour of being on Karen's only social mountain bike ride uh, of uh, 2024. Um, yep. We went for a very enjoyable ride in Nelson, and then went and had a burger and a beer, um, and it was a highlight of my summer. Hey, we even we bumped into a we even bumped into an OTB listener. Shout yeah, out we to, did. Shout out to Chris Reed. We oh, uh, saw her trackside. No, no, <laughs> we did see her at some point though, but not trackside. Oh, so, so two listeners. Yeah, yeah, the two listeners that listen to the show. So no, that was probably you're probably right. That's probably my first and last social ride. Actually, no, the we did have our additional social ride, Chris, that we. Took, it took so much faffing around that that is definitely my last social ride of the year. <laughs> that that one was both um, unsociable because there was so much fucking around and regrettable because there was so much fucking around. <laughs> and Lester Perry was to blame for most of it. <laughs> it no, only because no, Lester's not I'm, here tonight, so we can we can blow him out. No, any any time on a trail with you and Lester um, is, uh, is, a, is a pleasure, even if we're fucking around and wasting everyone's time yeah no it was a good time we're always always in it for a good time um, can i can i ask just before we kick off here can i ask we both of you probably get got about this summer on the trails mm. you know down the bay etc is there any comedic tales or things you saw i've got one that's slightly bike related that i'd like to share but before i do i don't I don't have anything springing to mind, so maybe you jump in onto your uh, your comedic tale, the red dog. It's nothing too major, but while I was at the at the lake, I did see a guy um, sailing a hobby cat uh, and pickup kit. So he had a um, he oh, had nice. a, I think it was <laughs> was it a Thor jersey? I hope nah, it was a Thor it was jersey. Like, do you remember that? Do you remember that brand shot? I think it was called Shot. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. He was, oh, was operating so that. Good. He was operating that jersey. On his hobby cat. It's even better that it was on a hobby cat because, like, like if you're at the lake, like, and you've got your your recreational water vehicle, like, mm. you've got to have a hobby cat, and it's got to be stashed under the trees somewhere as well. Yeah, you just park and it under the trees so people won't steal yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, so what you just, just sort of meander to the, the shore in it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. What it's a very nice. I've got I've got nothing to rival that one. Unfortunately, no. That's a good. That's a good one. Well. No, I've, I've just got pissing myself while I was trying not to die riding with Karen. <laughs> we we had a good time. Like you urinated and, in your pants, is that whatever? Well, there was a lot of laughter. Oh, there was okay. also a lot of like, me almost dying. I think my favourite part was like when we were sitting down having a burger and a beer much later and I looked at my watch and then you went to check your watch and realised there was no watch. And we knew exactly where it had gone after you just yeah. about died from nearly hitting a tree. Yeah, we found video. We've got video footage of, it, of me going into the trees with a watch on and coming out without a watch on. <laughs> Did you get the we watch? We pinpointed it. We got the watch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Went back for it a couple of days later. That's great. There you go. Oh, Listeners, that was our summer. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, no, it must good. be nice. I would have been up there that night finding that thing. 
Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's pretty late know, by the time I realised. He would have yeah. been up there in the dark. Yeah. We we decided, we came to the conclusion that it was in a tree that most people aren't going to stop by or nearly crash into, so it should be safe for another day. Yeah, yeah the real enough. don't turn left sort of a situation. Yeah. Don't turn left. It was definitely a right-handed hip, and Chris just kind of went left. So, yeah, most people won't go that way. Uh, yeah. I see. But, That's um, here we go. That was good. Yeah, that was good. We had a we had a good time. Um, team rumors. Should we should we talk? It's it's such a good time of year because there's been some. I don't know there's been a few good ones this year. I guess like the industry's kind of just been a bit all over the place, and budgets have been cut back, and people are just getting cut loose left, right, and centre. So <laughs> it's there's been some interesting stuff go down. I mean, obviously the. Um, Minada Norco is probably the most high, high profile, but also worst kept rumor this year. I feel like that was kind of pretty widely thrown out there and was pretty common knowledge by the came out by the time it came out. But definitely an interesting one. I don't think anyone. I think the original split from Santa Cruz was the biggest shock that came out. But. Yeah, why didn't it seem? I mean, the split. I don't know if that was a surprise to me or not, but it didn't seem surprising him going to Norco. Or it could have been anyone. He had to go somewhere. Well, I mean, he's got to go somewhere, but I didn't pick Norco. I don't know. That's not like they've had a... Not like they've had a big, high-profile race team out there. Yeah, it's totally it's true. It's surprising how it all went down. Like, it almost doesn't matter where he went. It's the fact that like he finished up with Santa Cruz so quickly, without mm. without a team to go to. Like, I don't know. I think Santa Cruz comes out of this looking pretty stupid. Mm. My my theory is that he, uh, well, he he said it in multiple interviews that he was gonna retire last year. Um, the bike industry is in a pretty shit place. Budget's been cut. My theory is that he came back very late last year going, hey guys, I'm actually going to race again next year. Mm. I can't imagine he's on a small salary. And they're probably like, well, shit, we we don't have this budget here. Uh, that's my theory on it. Do you think he's making it what he was demanding at Santa Cruz, though? At Norco? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. It depends, depends Red Dog, uh, uh, where the money comes from. And um, and this is to reference what Karen said earlier. Um, some potentially very untrue rumours that aren't even really rumours, more conspiracy theories. But um, I like to entertain the idea that Ross Gop's pumping money into the Norco team, <laughs> just from from the, from the left field, like just out of spite. <laughs> it does depend on if Kathy still has uh, access to that petty cash box. Oh, she definitely does. She's still got a credit card. Yeah, maybe that's how the team's being funded. Yeah, yeah, some real like back alley deals going on. Yeah, I don't know. He seems pumped on the bike, though. I mean, I listened to the Vital um, podcast with him, and um, he seems very, very excited with the bike. So, but we, I mean, the dude is forty-one years old. I mean, where do, where do you put a ceiling in terms of a race result this year? Like, do you think a podium? Do you think a podium or- again could? Is possible? Four or five. Four or five. That's 
that's my thoughts. So, I'm like, if everything clicks, then maybe like he just slips onto the podium in like a fifth or something. Rain affected one. Yeah. I mean, you've you've been uh, you've been um, in hot water for counting him out in the past, Kerry. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's true. You don't ever want to say, "Oh, you know, he hasn't got it anymore," and so therefore, like, it's hard to not say that he's got a podium chance, but. It's it's tough love because every time I've written him off in the past, he comes back and wins a race or does something like that. This so I'm, going for, I'm going for the tough love approach. I'm just but yeah, I think that's reasonable. Did you take that approach? Uh, well, you know, um, I won't go any further. Sorry. Uh, keep in mind, keep in mind, KB did say like when he left Santa Cruz that it was like losing a member of the family. Like that's how devastated but he was. I, so I'm, can I point I mean, something out? Yeah, go um, on. In the year that Santa Cruz uh, drops Minar, they re-sign Bennett. Yeah, it's <laughs> how good's that? Like that's that's yeah. powerful. That's like yeah. you know, times are tough in the bike industry. They can't keep Minar, but they can keep Bennett. Yeah. I probably my salary is probably a lot lower than his is, um, and I it's probably go ROI, through. Though. I probably go through a lot less bikes than him too. So I'm probably a lot yeah, cheaper but, higher. It's your your better return on investment. Like you're multi-discipline athlete. Like you're riding that <laughs> nah. whole fleet. You're not just riding the V10. Maybe Greg needed to chalk up a couple of Masters uh, cyclocross titles. Maybe that's what... I think so. Yeah. It could have been what he mm. was missing. Uh, you... e- either way, I'm very curious to see how the season goes for him on that team. Can I ask a, a, what sounds like not a serious question, but kind of is... Is he tarnishing the legacy? We'll see. Mm. Nah, this I think is... he's too calculated for that, eh? Like... Yeah, it's an interesting one because I, I feel like listening to some of the stuff that he's done, he's really come into this in terms of um, he's building a legacy as well. You know, like mm. he's he's building a race team. He gets to kind of build this race team the way he sees with the components he thinks they should be running. And mm. so maybe he's recreating a new legacy, but there is that fear that it does, does it tarnish? I think though, when legacies have been tarnished in the past, it's because it was pretty clear from the outset of the legacy kind of thing that mm. this just shouldn't go ahead. Um, and I think if you know, you'd you'd, you'd bet Greg to to go in like a hundred and ten percent this year. Yeah, and I mean, the I th- I feel like the only way that you're actually going to say like he's tarnishing legacy if he's not making that top 60. Like if he's just not even oh, making yeah. making it out of qualifying, oh, then yeah, no. you'd look it's at no it going way, like, no. oh boy. It's no way. Yeah. But I still see him making it through semifinals and into the finals every week sort of thing. So, But if everything he says about that bike is, is true and like the team and everything, then he's definitely the kind of guy who will be able to get that bike working exactly as he wants it to. So like yeah. the bike... In theory, based on you know the stuff he's been saying, shouldn't hold him back. No, no. And last year, I mean, he was coming off that neck injury, and he looked stiff at the start of the season. Like he just didn't look that comfortable. And he definitely he got better as the season went on. So um, a healthy off season should see a a better Minar starting the year too. And he'll probably be a bit fired up because he's coming in on a new bike. You know, he's he probably wants to you know 
come in and kind of prove some people wrong, I'm sure. So, yeah, I'm sure he's, back. yeah, I'm sure he's motivated. I, He'll be excited. I, I think the fact that he's brought Cessler back into that team says a hell of a lot about what, like, you can speculate about what the team environment might have been like or changing or change too, because she's she's left, the team obviously changed culture a bit, and then he's brought her back in. So you kind of have to wonder whether or not the team was actually working for him in the last couple of years. She's a dialed operator though. Like she just gets, she knows what's going on and where everyone needs to oh, be yeah. and she just gets shit done. So I think that's a big part of that. Like she's just a good person for that, for that role. Mm. But I'm surprised that she's back. Like I kind of thought she might've taken a year off and been at home and been like, man, this is, this is kind of nice, but kind of once a racer, always a racer. You miss that, miss that excitement. So sure she'll be back and firing so so what what happens at the syndicate now like you know um they've got they've got two young fast guys they can build the future of that team around presumably that's what they'll do but like do you think the syndicate changes much or was greg just kind of pretty much running his own program within the syndicate so much that it doesn't I don't think it changes much. Like, I could imagine you'll see... I mean, like, the, the syndicate's had a history of writers staying for a while, right? Like, there's... Mm. It's not like they've had people come in for a year and then and leave again. Like, I feel like they've always been pretty calculated with who joins the team to make sure that they are... Um, you know, they fit with the culture and everything. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll... I mean, Jackson is... Pretty clearly, he's, like, a superstar of the sport going forward so um by all accounts they just carry on doing real well like laurie has podium speed um even though red dog hates him but i'm i'll back him but uh (laughs) they've got they've got nina who also you know has winning speed clearly and um yeah i feel like they've still got you know, it's not like they've lost their winning rider. They've still got a lot of strength in that team. So I don't think it'll change too much. Well, that that's the question, is it? Was was Greg actually number one rider in last year? Yeah. I, yeah. No, I think, I I think mean, Jackson had I mean he was Jackson was the only rider that won two World Cups last year. There's a difference between number so, and war, number that. one rider and most powerful rider though, Chris. Yeah, but Greg also contractually had the right to have like a couple of mils of Jackson's blood whenever he needed it, you know, just oh, for like whatever that. reason. So like those are the dynamics I think that are changing. Um, yeah, like right. Just, just raiding Jackson's prize winnings for himself and just those, just the hierarchy, the old guard changes and these things, you know, these things wash over. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've spent about twenty minutes talking, talking about Greg. There's been a few other team changes as well. But Red oh, Dog, you just, something you want to you want to just on, in? Just on the Norco thing there. Did they just not? They just left old Mark Wallace on scene, did they? Because he's just yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Is, is he's, he appears to be gone from the team? There's been no mention of him. It's just a you up. So nothing. Yeah. So wonder where Mark will Mark will pop up. He's good. He's sneaky good. So hopefully, I mean, he went from Canyon to Norco. Was he only on Norco for a year? I think. Yeah, the last year was the first year. Yeah. 
So yeah, who knows? We will see see Mark show up, but hopefully he finds somewhere. Um, Someone's microwave. All right, done. other high profile, other high profile moves. Yeah, the microwave is done. Um, <laughs> Katie's just whispering <laughs> sorry in the background. What's Katie cooking? This is a very high level recording here. Audio excellence, Katie. <laughs> I think she's making. I think she's making some sort of dessert. But uh, I guess other the other big move that's still a bit of a question mark is Gwyn leaving in tents uh, and going to who knows where. There's been no real firm link. It's a, that one's a head scraper. Like because he owned that team, so what yeah. does he now own? <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess I've got a bunch of, I guess I've got all the infrastructure trucks and, you know, truck in Europe and that sort of stuff. So, um, does he own that? Plus kind you of think? any, I would assume so. Cause I think he owned that team and then intense sponsored the team and funded the team, you know, like it wasn't mm-hmm. an intense team. I think it was good. Yeah. That's team. what I mean though. Like if you take away. The sponsorship agreement, partnerships, and everything else, and the writers. Like, what are you left with? Like, how many assets does a team want to have on the, on their books? Like, surely mm. they don't go out and buy these big trucks. They lease them or rent them from other fucking bike brands and stuff. But it's yeah. a, it's a. Hmm. It, I mean, the only connection I've heard thrown around is Yeti making a return to Yeti. That feels and, good to me. I mean, it feels that, safe. It would be like going home. You mm. know, they've they like, built that like new that. downhill bike last year. It would be, I mean, it would be a pretty nostalgic place for him to round out his career because, I mean, I think he's, you know, he's at the pointy end by the feel yeah. of it. But, so, does Gwyn just go and ride on a Yeti team or does he try and build that team with a new bike brand again, like if he's still on the team, if he's still on the up team. I think it would be just a, a rebirth of intense factory racing, but with Yeti. Um, Yeti factory racing. You think? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it would. I feel like it would be an offshoot of the Yeti. Like, you know, it's not going to be part of like the Yeti factory team that races enduro. I, if it happens, I feel like it would be like his kind of own. I feel like maybe even a kind of privateer effort because I haven't seen anyone else connected to this. It's late in the game, right? That's why yeah. the whole intense thing seems so weird. And I don't know, reading from the lines, not a lot of cohesion around the messaging and everything else from yeah. Grin and Intense. Like you had this big build up of the history of intense racing. And then this random announcement then. Intense factory racing was dead, and literally the next day, surprise, it's not dead anymore. Which sort of just seems like a big fuck you to Gwyn. <laughs> I think weird. they kind of, um, I think like the Gwyn side of it, I think they kind of dropped it, kind of out of the blue on Intense almost. Mm. It felt like, and then I think Intense were kind of like, "Whoa, shit! Like we gotta, we gotta put something like we gotta put something out here. Like we gotta make, you know, kind of save face and put something out, but." Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, Joe Breeden was, he was on the intense, he was on Gwyn's team last year, wasn't he? I think. Yeah. I think I'm right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's the guy and, that's carrying over. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe, it kind of seems like Joe is almost the driver of this new 
intense factory team. From what I was reading, yeah, just like he's kind running of reading it. between the lines. Yeah, like maybe not even so much running it, but kind of like the driving force behind, hey, we need to do this. Because it's like, it's a very UK team. They've got mm. one American kid who no, is ex Randy Lawrence, racer, Randy, Randy Lawrence's kid. Yeah, right cool. But Ryder then Lawrence? it's like Oscar Griffiths, Joe Breeden, and Louise Ferguson. So, three Brits. So, I I want to see um, I want to see uh, the Frameworks team beat the Intense team because the Frameworks team is kind of in a way what the Intense team probably should be these days you know like mm. in terms of the writers on it and the development and all that kind of stuff and Nico's yeah. done something good about building that into what it is and it looks so slick now as well they just announced it Whereas the intense team sort of seems a bit all over the place already. Did you did you feel I don't know if you guys really followed along with the like history of intense, but I feel like intense started out so cool. You know, like they've got the Palmer era and the Kavarik and running and like it's that era of the M one and like sick Fox Moto inspired kits. And then as they kind of went down the track and got like towards today i was like oh they're kind of looking less cool as they get through the years like they've really lost that that hand-built awesome status seems like it seems like every like i don't know every five years or so they look like they're getting back to that like mm. that team with they had moyer on it and everyone yeah and they built that that carbon bike that was like fuck, okay that's that's like new school cool intense young fast red that's the one thing yeah, gotta be red, right? And then like, and then that sort of went sideways with Gwen, and then it looked like okay, cool, they got that bike finally painted red again, and it's like okay, cool, they got a dial set up and a big name, they can bring some young guys in, and then this happens, you go, well, now what is it? And the biggest criticism I've got um, of this team is when they have done the press release photos, the kits are all over the shop. They're riding bright red bikes, and they've got like blue and green kits. It, mm. it should be like it's intense. It should be matching. It should be red, red and, little red and yellow, yellow, a little bit of black. Yeah, easy. I mean, if and you're they taking... just called Troy Lee last minute, and they're like, "Can you send us some shit? We we don't know what to wear." If you're taking an intense from the past, it's an M1 with Dorados on it, isn't it? There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the only I'd, choice. I'd go. What an era close that second, was. close so, second expert car. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Watch this space. I don't know what's going to go in there. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'd take either, actually. I would take an M1 with the Xfer Carbons or a Dorado and Shimano XT four-piston brakes. Because, goddamn, that's hot. Shimano Airlines? On the oh, drive train? Oh. Man, we're, getting it, we're getting into real niche territory now. Yeah, we are. Um, speaking of intense, it looks like the MS team is moving from Mondraker back to intense. From everything I can kind of scout out, uh, looks like they're coming back full circle and going back to intense. So I've thrown a no way. I've thrown a few lines out there. Uh, I've got a friend that an ex mechanic that works in intense, and he pretty much all but confirmed it. Uh, it sounds like it was a real late coming together, but uh, and also I saw Tohoto has been in 
he had stories on Instagram today from Lake Elsinore, which is classic intense territory, and mm. also Laguna Beach. So um, I believe Tohoto was in a second year of a of a two year deal with MS Racing. So it kind of looks that way. Looks like it'll be an MS intense team alongside their factory kind of effort as well. So right, that's that's pretty cool. I can fuck with that. They could they could have some cool stuff showing up. Be interesting to see when that all comes out. Um, I assume David Trum is still on the team. Um, Brooke had posted that he was leaving MS Racing, so um, Brooke's kind of out in the out in the side. I've heard I'd heard he'd been riding a zero, testing a zero, um, but then I've also heard you might see him on the Forbidden team racing downhill. So, interesting one there to see where he lands. I saw he, uh, also just today, he posted that he re-upped his deal with uh, Red Bull. So, clearly, he's still actively planning on racing. The the Red Bull um, sponsorships are all regional, right? Yeah, they're all done by their local country. And it sort of seems like those relationships usually extend at least a little while after guys, you know, like like they kind of they they keep them running for quite a while. Yeah, still sort of value in having like a local athlete. Seems to be, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where Brooke lands. Um, I don't think it'll be zeroed, but Forbidden seems like it could be, uh, could be somewhere he ends up with. Um, Conifera, I guess, as a teammate. So, watch that space. I think that's about all the all the intents. Seems like there's a Mondrake. Well, there is a Mondrake factory racing team being announced. Yeah, that just came out today, didn't it? Yeah, so they've kind of announced the structure of the team, and then they're like dropping the riders as they go. But by all accounts, that's run and done. Uh, Ryan Pinkerton. Ex, you know, Cam Cole bought him up to, you know, where he's yeah. at clearly, and uh, Dakota Norton. So that could be a pretty strong team, but that's that's a sick lineup. Is the bike going to be good though? Because man, they have not seemed like they've had a good bike for a few years. That's the that's my concern on that team. They talk, they make a point about that in the release that was on the Pink Boat the other day about specifically having access to the Mondrake, a design or engineering team or something. Mm, but I'm sure that was happening with MS Racing as well. You know, like they seemed, you know, they were writing prototypes and changing idlers and doing all sorts of stuff. But I kind of, yeah, that sits in the back of my mind a little bit because that bike has not seen a lot of results in the past couple of years. So. Yeah, I think sort of sort of reading the way that they've done this press release sort of implies that that's something they 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 haven't been doing very well. Mm. Is developing like, hey, the bike. We're gonna we're gonna make a better bike for these guys, we promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come join us. You know, we'll sort the bike out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean especially for guys like you know, Dakota had some pretty good results last year and Pinkton's mm. obviously extremely fast and coming into elites. Um, run and done. Clearly, we all picked him getting a podium um, last year. So, 
good riders, so hopefully that works out for them. What else is news? Um, New Zealand riders just blew it on Cube. So she's speaking of, you know, Cam Cole uh, athletes. So Jess has found a new home with the German team on Cube. Should be good for her, I imagine. Danny Hart's out and Jess is in. Um, did we say, oh, there's a bunch of confirmed ones that we haven't talked about, but the rumour yeah. mill's kind of settled down, hasn't it? It has a bit. We've got we've got some confirmed riders as well. Um, I think I kind of uh, I kind of hope Jess just doesn't do um, hardline this year because yeah that that was a letdown last year. She seemed to be coming on strong and then got hurt at hardline. So did anyone see the video? Just the welcome video. Yeah, it was terrible. The, might have been the might words have been the worst. explain how bad that was. Nah, so I was, awkward. I was cringing. Yeah, it was it was terribly awkward. Yeah, no, not not great. Uh, but good good bike to land on. I'm sure. Seems like it yeah, works pretty a, well. I think it's a good move. Good move. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Cam Cole. Throwing the last Cam Cole rider from last year, Ethan Craig, to Scott. Craig was, um, man, he was breakout at the end of the season. Like a young Cam Cole, actually. Like yeah, a young horse. Some podiums. So he's on Scott, uh, which should be a good, good place for him. I don't know who his teammate is. So. Uh, Levesque is one. Okay. Is Levesque one? Oh, yeah. No, is the other guy, Goncalo Banderia, something like Goncalo. that. I don't know who yeah. he is. Stefan Ricciardo. Yeah, I think it's him. Yeah, that's good. And um, I guess one of the last ones that we kind of actually know and it's been announced, Deprella moving to Canyon was a big one. That was a that was a surprise. I liked the way they did that. It was pretty good. Just keep it on the ramps. Really... Don't say anything. No one... no. Come out of nowhere. No one saw it coming. He looks good in that Troy Lee kit, though. I think that's yeah, so good. <laughs> Seems like a good move as well, eh? Like that Kenyan team, so they just seem like a dialed program, and they've got Burrell there. Yeah, and being, I mean, Deprell is very French, clearly, and so is yeah. Fabian. So I think they'll <laughs> uh, they'll work well together. I think Fabian will be a good mentor for him because man, that guy is clever. Like he knows it when he's, um, yeah, he knows how to operate. So. Good timing. Well, uh, do you think it's good timing in his career? It's it's interesting because he's kind of gone from a number two rider on one team to arguably the number two rider on the other team. Not but, arguably, Kerry. Not arguably. Well, I mean, I know in your heart, Troy Bronson, Bronson will always be number one. He's a number one. But but is um. Is um, still this year? Which one? Um, you know, no, Ryan's out. Sorry, I'll tell you. I'll come back. I can't even yeah. think of anyone. Lucas Shaw. I'll come t- back to you. Lucas Shaw. Lucas Shaw. Yep, I think Lucas still there. I haven't seen anything to say otherwise. When he left Santa Cruz, KB just cut him out. Eh? 
completely uh, cut him out. Kind of forgot I about him. Forget about him. Yeah. Wow. Was, I was a big, I was a big Luca fan when he was coming up out of the juniors, and yeah, it just kind of broke my heart when he left. So I had to just cut him out of my mind. Santa, Santa Cruz ate him up, though. Sped him out. I like his style. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's got good technique. Yeah, no, he's a he's a good rider. So yeah, they'll have a strong team. They have a real strong team. Well, that is a powerful team. Kiwi riders. There's quite a bit going on with Kiwi riders this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked Brooke. We talked to Hodo. Blinky just dropped a teaser yesterday or today. Uh, depends when you're listening to this. Probably yesterday. Of what I have to say, looks like a zero. Um, it is a zero. It looks just like a zero. Yeah, I mean we're we're all pretty confident that's a zero that he's on. So. That'll be um, that'll be interesting. I actually did talk to him. He had ridden. So I mean, this probably just clearly shows that this is what he's on. But he said he rode one last year when I was talking to him a while ago, and he was just blown away at how good it was. Uh, rode one when he was in Morzine. So that'll be a um, that'll be a cool fit. It'll be cool to see. Um, you know, Blinky's a very dynamic and stylish rider and has a big following. So good on Zero if that's. Um, you know, if they pulled all that off. Be, yeah, um, they're also, the rumour is Taylor Vernon as well, eh? Yeah, it seems there. like there's actually a legit UCI World Cup zero team going mm, that's on. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. That's real cool. That's happening. That's fucking cool. You'd love to see it. A, a zero team, like a Kiwi team at the World Cup. Yeah. So, I mean, we've we've um, all got our zero connection here. I mean, you two still own zeros, right? So, arguably, we're, uh, we're we are last with year's a, factory team. Yeah, yeah well, we're true. the local team. We're we're sort of the the junior development team. Grassroots, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're like the nearly forty plus development team. I uh, I had the fun fact. I had the very first production zero ever. Just you know, in case you wanted to know. Z- Do you know G1. where it is now? Uh, yes, the guy Masterton. who... Ent- guarantee it's Masterton. Probably. There seems to be a lot going on in the wire wrapper with old downhill bikes. I don't know where it is now, but I could probably find it. The dude who bought it sent me a message like in the last couple of years. Um, he goes, was this your old bike? Because the fork had my name engraved under the crown. Was that oh. the same box factory fork that you Was had? that from... It must have yeah. been from the DRD. Was oh, it? Was nah, it was the year after that. Fox actually hooked me up with suspension oh. for a couple of years after that. Yeah, so that's around. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll wait and wait and see on that with Blinky. The juniors are, are coming out firing. I mean, we we saw Ollie Clark and Tyler Waite um, putting some ridiculous times down in the national series last year, and then it seems like after we had that podium sweep of the junior girls at World Champs that. Everyone's eyes suddenly went back onto um, onto the Kiwis, which is good because it's been a while. But um, so I've been hearing Ollie Clark is on the Unior team, which is a Trek Trek team. I think it was yep. like remember the old Unior teams tools. So yep. apparently he's on yep. there, and Tyler Waite is clearly riding a Yeti uh, downhill bike. And oh, cool. there's there's no way you're getting one of those downhill bikes unless you're getting support from Yeti. So seems like he's got uh, he's got a deal with them, which is cool. Is um, that the keys to the Gwyn move? 
Like, is that the towel? Wow. Like, why would they maybe. be feeding down a wikes to some some kid? You know, a kid do, do if you there's feel nothing like, to support him. Do you feel like that could be a bit of a young Blinky? You know, like, as Blinky came up, you know, had his kind of breakout on Yeti, maybe we could be seeing something along those lines again. I reckon so. Yeah. Take it back to Shlee. In the last few years with... Um, with their enduro teams, have they been running kind of big teams, or or has Rippy kind of been running his own program um, with a couple of other guys? Like, like has it been a small scary back team, or is it more like they've been pretty low key? I think. Like, I mean, enduro teams aren't exactly huge setups no. these days, um, but it's usually been like Richie and like another decent elite guy, and then like a well, young sure guy or near, something. It's loose. Yeah. I think it was Lucevic last year. Can you imagine if hey, they paid you know who that is? This year? Yeah. So, okay. so I can't think of his first name starts with an S. So I can't pronounce it, but he's he's done pretty good in EWS races. But um no, they, they run a pretty you know, pretty sort of scaled down team, but obviously it's always uh, been like that though, eh? Yeah, it's never it, it, yeah, honestly it hasn't really changed. I've never been like a big flashy team of big infrastructure and and shit like that. Like they generally just get it done. So, Damien's still running. Can you meet him though? Yeah, Damien's still there. He's wow. been there forever. He's part of the furniture. A, a Yeti downhill team, World Cup team, with Gwyn, Richie, and a couple of juniors. How fucking cool would that be? That's good yeah. stuff. That's, that a, that's, cool a, to... that's a powerful statement. <laughs> I would like to see Yeti back in the downhill scene mm, in like a big way. I feel that's like that's how they came back as well. Yeah. I feel like it's just cool to have these American brands in there. You know, like racing's kind of their heritage and it'd be so good to have them back in downhill racing like that. It kind of makes sense though, right? Because if, if Yeti is fielding a proper World Cup team this year and you've got to assume that have done that, well, done all that work with the bike, as you say, they've, you know, they've got young guys riding them um, and there's this kind of gaping hole, like all the... the, the American big free agents, like guys like Dak and all those guys that could have been on this team if it was happening, mm. aren't. So you go, okay, well, if they are doing this, they've probably had it lined up for a while, which means they would have been looking for riders for a while. Um, like, I, I think might be on the money with, with Gwyn going there, eh? That'd be sick. Mm. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, they used to have, like, a regional team, you know, like they had a, it was... So they had like the Yeti Fox World Cup team, which was yeah. you know, at one point Blinky, Justin Leo, Jared Graves, um, a young Richie Rude, Cam Cole. Big, like, good team. They had some great results. And then uh, they also had the like Fox Yeti team, which was a regional team that raced just in the US, which had a bunch of fast, like, kind of regional riders in it. They used to, yeah, be in there in a big way. Oh, so, Ross Milan, Dave Zygmunt, yeah. maybe? I uh, don't know if Zygmunt was either. Was he there? there. Mikey, Mikey Hatter was on there. Joel Bain. Was he? I think Joel Bain might have ridden for them for a I year. I thought Joel oh, Bain no. was the... Nah, he was well, on Canada. Ben Bell. Ben Bell was the Australian. He was on the on the American one. Yeah. What was he? Yeah. I'm forgetting something real. House... No. Um, House... Yeah, Houseman one of the was involved in it. Yeah, Gary Houseman. No, nah, yeah. Rich Houseman. Rich Houseman. Yeah. Yeah, you want to get the right Houseman there, right? Yeah. Um, it was uh, yeah. There's some some pretty powerhouse stuff back then. They used to have um, they used to release video clay videos, eh? They oh, like, the, like they were awesome. Maybe you could watch them through like Apple. 
It's like a podcast almost sort of thing. Yeah, podcasts used to have video ones. Yeah, it was yeah. a strange time. Yeah. Yeah. But man, but they no, were good. They were all so Clay good. They made some great movies. I wonder if those are still online anyway. Cause those They're really great. hard to find. Yeah. The Sledming one where Blinky ones is good. Yeah. Um, if you were taking a Yeti from any era, like the Intense, which, which Yeti are you going for? I have the answer to that. Mm. I have the answer to that. And Red Dog probably knows my answer to this. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this before. Uh, it's one of Blinky's ones. It's the one where he had the Fox 40 with the Silver Nitrite. Oh, um, Ooh, yeah. Good pull. And white rims, like that thing was dialed. DT 1750 wheels. Yeah. That was oh, a good yeah, era. Yeah. That's it, eh? Like, I'm, yeah. And then, and then got a bit weird after that. I'm going like, a wee bit further back. And Chrome Swinger, bro. Chrome Swinger. I'm Ooh, going back yeah. to Nathan Rennie on a, D, on a Law Wheel DH8. Those ones with a Dorado on them. Oh, oh, give me one of those. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Give me one of those. But it's pretty nice. Yeah, they were pretty cool. Um, um, I'm sorry, guys. I have to bail out. Uh, all right. Uh, sorry to abruptly leave the podcast. Listeners, thanks very much for your time. Hey, thanks uh, for your insights. I mate. look forward to joining, uh, listening as a listener to see what happens after this point. <laughs> see what sure, it'll just here. get better. Probably hey, wrap thanks, it up mate. to be fair. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs> See you boys. See ya. See ya. <gasps> if, I wonder if I leave, is this just gonna kill the whole podcast? Just everyone, will stop. everyone will Let's stop listening. Out. Everyone will just stop listening from here anyway. <laughs> oh, fuck. So- <laughs> uh Red Dog, we don't have too much more to really wrap up, but uh so it looks like the union has switched well clearly they said that they have uh, left Santa Cruz and it looks mm-hmm. like they are on trek. And um, they've got two Kiwis on there now, though. So Lockie Stevens McNabb is, is still on the team. Yep. Um, I reckon he'll be strong this year because he was kind of – he was pretty injured last year. Like, I think he had a busted heel or something for quite a bit of the season. Man, I could see Lockie having some breakout rides this year. Second year elite? Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll be coming on. Like, oh, I've got some – some big hope. I certainly like that he's still there. Yeah. That's, that's a good. that's a strong move. Yeah. And then um joining him is uh other mid North Island um pinner Ellie Hosselbosch, who I know you have no idea who that is, but I don't know who that ex- is. But I know she's she good. Is ex- she is extremely fast. I think she is gonna do well. So she's coming into her first year of juniors, so watch out for her. Um and then all the other junior girls, I think, have pretty much stayed put. Uh, looks like Sasha Ernest is still on Trek, which I think is like the Trek factory, factory. team by the looks yeah. of it. Um, Iris Van Leuven, I, I imagine, is staying with Common Cell from everything I've seen, and same with Poffy Lane. So I believe so. There'll, um, there'll be some... I feel like we're in for a strong season across the board. Like I, I think we've got some, some good Kiwi riders on some decent setups, you know? I mean, Kiwi-wise, Kiwi this is some of the, especially the juniors, this is a year to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, I think um, it's it's pretty awesome for Tyler and Ollie actually coming in with support into the junior field. Like, I mean, geez, when have we ever had any juniors that have come in to their first year as a junior, you know, with rides, like, barely ever? I can't yeah, think of anyone off the top of my not head. Not often. And I, I actually like 
like that Trek, um, you know, tools sort of yeah. style deal. I like that sort of ride. It's enough. It's not yeah. a you got to perform, otherwise you're getting cut loose deal, like a factory nah. would be. Yeah. I, I have, like that. I'd, it's a good amount of pressure. I'd heard him being connected with uh, the Zero team at one point, so... Uh, oh, right. Yeah, not not too sure what happened there, but apparently, yeah, I'd, I'd heard that he was going to be on that zero deal, but so something's obviously changed there if that's uh, if that's the case. But yeah, I think we'd be the first first junior to do well on a zero, though. No, you know we've had some strong juniors come through on zeros over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all out of uh, I'm all out of people. Um, do you think, and I guess the other rumor, do you think Enduro dies? What, it's, this year? Like, just halfway nah, through, they like, take it out of the back and put it put I don't it know. It's, it, it feels like it's, I don't know, there's a lot of rumors that it's going to be put to pasture at the end of this year. Um, if it is, I think it goes back to how it was. So I don't think it yeah. dies completely. I think someone else does something with it. I think... Yeah, do you it think maybe like the UCI, yeah, the UCI World Cup dies and it goes back to being a bunch of, I don't know. I feel like these multi-day races are kind of, you know, two, three-day mm. ones are becoming a lot more popular, kind of taking that spirit of enduro back rather than these like one-day pump and dump kind of yeah. weird yeah, events they're kind having. Of weird. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be it'll be interesting. I don't know if it. I don't think it dies. It seems too established to die. Yeah, I've I've heard a couple of people saying that like bike brands are kind of just pulling back on enduro sponsorship. They don't probably like be the driver, of... right? They were probably, they won't kill the sport if people are still putting money into it. Mm. I mean, I feel like the what was good about enduro was the whole fact of. Um, you know, when it was kind of coming up, it really blew up that whole enduro bike market mm. because all of a sudden everyone's like building, rushing to build these 160 mil travel bikes. But now that's so established and that's what everyone rides, they don't need a race series to sell them. Like nah. that's just what everyone's looking for. Because nah. it was, yeah, exactly. Prior, prior to that, it was like you had an XC bike, which was kind of shit at going down the hill, or you had a downhill bike. There was nothing really in between. No. Nah. So. You're probably right. They kind of don't need. They sell themselves. That's what mountain bikes are now. Mm. Well, I mean, you. I mean, you look at Santa Cruz. They don't even have an enduro team or any real enduro nah. EWS athletes. Like there's, done for a long there's no time. one in there. And, yeah, and I think yeah, like they're not having any problems with selling enduro bikes. No, nah. you don't need to have it there. So that'll be an interesting one to kind of keep watch on this year. Yeah, no, that is true. It will be we'll interesting. It, uh, everyone complains about the the coverage and stuff with enduro. Yeah, but I don't think it can get can't get any much better, better than what just, it is. Yeah, it's who's going to sit around all day and watch live footage? Yeah, kind of like, just is what it is, right? Pretty much. All right, last question for you, and this one's a bit of a bit of a shot from the hip so you're not prepared for it but who does out of the people who have changed teams who yeah. does the best on their new team 
I have to go through the riders. Um, I'm going to go Tebow Umbrella. That was mine too. I mean, he's been good, but I could see him maybe just leveling out a bit more and being a bit more consistent. Yeah, me too. I think that, like, I think having Burrell around helps. Yeah, big time. The team seems solid. The The bike looks good. Um, I think he matures and that brings results. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, it'll be, I mean, his speed has been always dangerously fast. Mm. Um, we've seen that, you know, he's won World Cups and he's been real fast. So it'll be pretty interesting to see what he does for sure. Yeah, yeah will be. I, I like I like that move. I like that move. Yeah. I like how there wasn't much fanfare as well. It was just done. That's what happened. No one was talking about it for months on end. Yeah. Good work on both parts. Yeah. It was great. Everyone was kind of like, huh, that fits. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it tracks. All right. Moving on. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. Nah, good stuff. All right. That's enough for one night. We don't want to burn ourselves out on our first episode back this year. Do we, uh-huh. before we go, do, are we giving anything away anytime soon? You know soon? what? We probably should. Why don't we give away a pair of Smith Wildcats? A pair of Smith Wildcats? Yeah. That seems like a pretty damn good prize to me. They are my uh, classes of choice. So why don't we come up with something where, I don't know, we need to come up with a, maybe we just do something on Instagram because I can't come up with any competitions at this point unless you've got anything on top of your head. Mm. No. Maybe they need to email us. Do we do an email competition? Do we have an email address? Yes. We'll do an email. We'll do an email competition. All right. So if you've made it this far, that's the we'll keep it low key. So you've got to actually make it this far to even get into the entries. So God knows how many people we'll actually get when we when our listener base is so small already. It's going to be slim. But well. Uh, so what's the email address? What's our email? So you got to email. What you do? Put in uh, Smith Wildcat as the subject. Uh, send it to otb.mtbpodcast at gmail.com. So, that's our... Maybe tell us why you need them. Or we want to hear yeah. a good reason. Tell us why you need a pair of Smith Wildcat. Uh, the, uh, they got the new low-light um, lens in them, which is fantastic too. So, good price. Maybe maybe you're like Chris and you lost your set when you crashed in the bush like he lost his watch. <laughs> Yeah, didn't realise you'd lost a pair of glasses yeah, off your face. That happens. Who knows? It does. Happens to the best of us. It does. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks, Red Dog. Thank you, Kerry. Thanks, Chris. And uh, thanks to our loyal listeners who have made it this far, and I cannot wait to see our inbox be absolutely flooded. We'll see you next time. <laughs> What's up? Whoa, whoa, I come whoa, whoa, whoa. from the land of down on I got you. I got you. I let it be like John Lennon, but I
anti-serum that you don't get for poisonous venom Read the label carefully, I'm only here for the show I love hip-hop too much to let you feed my ego In the key of F-U-C-K, Y-O-U I mean, why do I owe you if you're not helping me through? I mean, why do I owe you if you're obstructing my view? Success is not my class or just a house that's brand new You see, I irrigate the culture, give it shape like a sculpture Still complicated, rock like I'm supposed to be L-I-T-Z like my DJ Rock to the rhythm like you rock to what he plays